0: It's another edition of the Stick Play Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Nick LePage. I am joined by my co-host, David Barnhouse. We are without Kevin and Jordan again for the evening. Uh, you know, it's, with the holidays, it's been kind of a wild week, so it's another two-man show. Uh, tonight, two-man crew! Uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. dynamic duo. Uh, tonight, uh, it's been kind of a weird week for the NHL with the Winter Classic and some holiday breaks going on, so uh, on the on the schedule for tonight we have Patrick Kane ending the decade with the most points. Tyler Bertuzzi named All-Star, Patrick Kane joining him at the All-Star game. <clears throat> and then around the league we have a bunch of trades that went down just today, actually. We have uh, Marco Scandella going to Montreal, Mike to Buffalo, Mike Riley to Ottawa, and then on the injury front, the Penguins lose another star player in Jake Gensel. We have our world junior update. Winter Classic going to Minnesota next year. And then for the topic of the evening, we're gonna have what we wanna see this decade from our teams. And then obviously we do our flashback, flash forward, player of the week. So with that being said, let's get started. David, last time we it was just us two, we started with the Red Wings. So we're gonna start with the Blackhawks for this evening. Sounds good. Uh, Patrick Kane, you know, he left off all these top-step players' lists. ESPN snubbed him. NBC snubbed him. But he just continues to dominate, ending the decade with 802 points, leading the league at active players for points this decade. So just – Kane just continued to dominate. He had, he had a 4.9 to get over 800. So just kid, he's just unreal.
1: 800 points. Can't even make – Top five. What a scrub!
0: Uh, yeah, absolute <laughs> scrub. You know, NBC never heard of him. So, uh,
1: and and it's just stupid how the reason for this is because of um, his off ice behavior. I mean, one of them was he was stupid in a taxi cab, which Red Wings fans gave him a lot of crap for. We threw dimes at him on the ice. Um, but the other thing, I don't think anything really came of it in 2015. So it's pretty stupid that those two things are keeping him out of the top five when he's clearly better than mm, quite a few of these people. I don't know why Eric Carlson's so high. He's never really impressed me that much.
0: Yeah. I mean, I ranted about it all last week with Jordan. It's just ridiculous. And like you said, David, two incidents that, one, he he wasn't even the one that threw a punch at the cabbie driver. It was his cousin. And then Mm -hmm. obviously in 2015, that allegation that came up that, his name was kind of cleared based on, it seemed like a money grab, so. Uh, but hey, congrats to Patrick Kane. Hell of a decade and hell of a career so far. Just <laughs> absolutely tearing up the NHL since he joined the league, so. Yeah, definitely blessed to have a guy like Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, what a great player for you guys. Hopefully <laughs> someone on the Red Wings develops into that caliber <laughs> of a player.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's always the hope, but. A little, and then to add on to the Patrick Kane news, uh, rinse, recycle, repeat, Patrick Kane is now an All-Star for the ninth time in his career, but joining Patrick Kane at the All-Star game will be Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings. Little
1: Bert.
0: Yeah, little Bert. Uh, an interesting quote, though, from Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> uh, g- g- <laughs> they asked him how he felt, and... Bertuzzi goes, best players in the league are there. If they didn't have to pick someone from every team, I know I wouldn't be there. So it really goes to show uh, how the Red Wings players are feeling.
1: I just love Tyler Bertuzzi. He just gives no fucks. He just says how he's feeling. And I mean, he's he's right. Our team's struggling. We have players that are, you know, diamonds and sticking out of the crap heap that we are right now. Um, he is one of the best players on our team. So I'm glad he got picked to play in the All-Star game. But yeah. I mean, I agree with him. If they didn't have to pick every a player from every team, he probably wouldn't be there. It's not like the NFL where you have the Baltimore Ravens getting like half of the all-star team.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. But I mean, 40 points is nothing to scoff at if you're Tyler Bertuzzi. That's a, that's a hell of a first half of the season.
1: It's true. And I think he just thinks that he and the team especially can do better. So he doesn't want to be recognized as bad as we're doing. I think he's... Trying to say, like, oh, well, you know, that's great, but we can do better. I can do better. He doesn't feel like an all star, is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. When I first read that quote, I kind of took it as he was he, he not necessarily taking a shot as a team, but maybe the organization, like front office or coaching staff. Because, I mean, Dylan Larkin even had an interesting quote. I, I don't remember it exact – I know you have it on the top of your brain about how he would rather have the time off.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dylan Larkin's a workhorse. That guy is constantly working on and off the ice. I mean, I don't feel bad that he'd want the tie off. The All-Star break hasn't had a lot of specialness in my opinion in many years. Yeah,
0: it really hasn't. It's kind of lost its glamour. It's been it's more of a it's not even a game. It's just like a skills competition cuz it's 3 on 3 now and mm-hmm. they already have a skills competition, so <laughs> It's basically just a weekend for the players to, or uh, yeah, a weekend for the players to get away, go enjoy a new scene and you know, party and do whatever they want. Yeah. But yeah, that's really it for our teams this week. That's uh quite well, Another
1: piece of news. Um, just that I saw on the subreddit. Apparently, uh Sean Horcuff, Steve Eiserman and my boy Dan Cleary were at the Sweden uh Czech World Junior quarterfinal game scouting players, I guess. So they're probably looking for some people there.
0: Looking at another Swedish defenseman to blossom into a future dynamic decor for the Detroit Red Wings.
1: Literally, if we can get a player that's half the caliber of Lindstrom, we'll have a, a top defenseman.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, half the caliber of Lindstrom is still a physical freak and just an unreal talent.
1: Yeah. In, in the words of John Madden and how he describes Brett Favre, if you cut off Lidstrom's arms and his legs, he's still the best defenseman in, in hockey. <laughs> torso.
0: Exactly. I mean, that that dude could still swap pucks out of the air with no arms. He, he was just – I remember a story Sidney Crosby was saying how just frustrating it was to try to dump in a puck against Lidstrom because you, know, you could dump it and try to go for a chase, and Lidstrom would be like, ah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But actually, before we move on to the league news, I got one gripe to pick, or I don't even know if I use the right word there. I just might have just made up a word, but <laughs> this NHLTradeRumors.me website is starting to piss me off because there's a NHLTradeRumors.com that I keep thinking that it's related to, which is <laughs> yeah, it's. Like it's real news. NHLTradeRumors.com is real news, but there's a website called NHLTradeRumors.me. I don't know if the me is <laughs> supposed to be for memes or whatnot, but it has been doing all this false news about Anthony C.U. trade, Blashill on the brink of being fired, even Blackhawks rumors. And I I, I fell for it one day, like a few days ago, seeing Blashill would have been fired, and I clicked the link. And I'm like, oh shit, it's these guys again. Like, it's it's pissing me off because it's popping all over Twitter and Facebook. I'm like, dude, I, I can't keep falling for this because I look like an idiot.
1: Hey, I mean, it's okay. I get excited sometimes looking at rumors for the soccer team I follow, and then I realize where it's coming from, and I'm like, damn it.
0: But yeah, I mean, Blashill, like going to a Blashill thing. He, I don't, I don't know how the hell he's still there. Like, how is he still coaching?
1: I think Iserman doesn't have the coach he wants yet, and I think he won't get the coach he wants until probably after. Um, the season ends. I think he's just going to stick it out. And if it gets too bad, I guess he fires him and keeps – uh, what's his face? Balsma? Yeah, Balsma till the end of the season, until he gets the guy he wants. But I think Iserman has someone he wants.
0: Oh, uh, So you you think he's already got someone in his crosshairs. He's just waiting for the opening to uh, tr- um, truthfully be there.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, look what happened with Iserman. Iserman said, oh, uh, this is my last year in Tampa. And Wings – fans and wings rumors immediately like he's coming home he's coming home he's coming home but he didn't say anything about it until the end of the season so i think he's going to do the same thing with the coach like, i think i think he has a coach he wants
0: yeah and it's his first season under general manager for the detroit <laughs> Red he probably doesn't want to stir too much cause too much problems with the team i mean i know the fans want blast show gone but like yeah. the organization as a whole and
1: <sighs> here's Would a you- plus for the red wings Sorry, I was looking through the rumors with the coaches and stuff. Uh, we have, over the next three seasons, about $54 million in cap commitments coming off the books. Oh!
0: <laughs> Give Eisman some money to spend, and holy shit.
1: That's going to be nice. But what were you saying?
0: Uh, yeah, so just to go. Do you think, for Eisman so obviously the Red Wings are a young team, a young organization as a whole, just with the ros- their NHL roster, their AHL roster, and the prospects they've... Uh, Acquired and drafted over the last few season, last season mostly in the last few seasons. Do you think he targets someone like an AHL coach who has experience working with like a, a like you know how NFL, the NFL's kind of transitioned to this young coach game? You think the Red Wings go that route and have a guy that's worked with AHL or kids like the players in the AHL to?
1: Blossom, this <laughs> stud NHL coach. See, I don't know, because that's what Blaschel was. Blaschel was the Griffins coach who won a couple Calder Cups with them and knows the players. So that's what worries me, is that he's going to bring in another young coach that can't cut it.
0: Get too cute with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, a lot. I mean, there, it, we're, we're not even halfway through the season yet. <laughs> A lot of stuff still has to go down. We still got the trade deadline coming up, so interesting times ahead for both of our teams because, like I said, a couple weeks ago, I don't know where the Hawks are at. But anyways, going to – if there's not any other team news for our guys, we can transition over to the NHL news.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only other news I saw was that Mort Sider – um, has been a beast in the World Junior Classic with dominating ice time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was actually gonna wait for to get to the World Junior update for that, but I mean that, that it's a good thing to touch on just because we were on our teams and it's just in case we did blossom over that and talk about Lafreniere and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but I mean he's played more than any player with 103 minutes, um, averaging about 26 per game. And he's only allowed, when he's on the ice, one even strength goal against.
0: Yeah, the kid's been a beast. I mean, I've seen something in him when he drafted him. He he looks like one of those phys- <clears throat> physical, like, not uh, not human. Like, maybe he could be a Lidstrom in the making because that dude's always on the ice. He's on power play, penalty kill, and he's the top pairing for Germany. So, he, he could, yeah. he's going to be something special.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we drafted him, I... I wasn't mad. I was surprised because I was like, I have no idea who he was because he wasn't on my radar as a player that would go to us. So I was a little shocked, but he, reading about him and hearing about how he plays and now seeing how he's been playing, God dang, I'm excited for him to make the the, the jump up to here because we're going to have room next season. You know, We've been talking about how Mike Green, Trevor Daly, all these guys are going to be gone. I think he's going to get a spot and he's going to shine with it.
0: Yeah, I think I very much think so. The same because, like you said, so many. I mean, maybe we could even see him after the trade deadline, just because it won't affect Seattle. They're going to be losing a lot. I, the Red Wings are obviously going to be sellers. They're going to be trading these pieces and creating roster sp- spots opening. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and insider could be coming up quick. And the way he's been playing, he's really making a case to crack the NHL roster and sometime soon.
1: I could see him getting called up. I could see uh, Jared McIsaac getting called up. Like and
0: before, yeah. And I actually do want to cover that McIsaac, I feel like he has not been getting a lot of minutes in the World Juniors. Like he, they, Canada. I don't know what they're doing with him, but he's. I feel like he's not been out there a lot. I watched the Russia game, and they really only threw him out there once they started getting blown out.
1: Yeah, I mean he scored um, on um, what was it two days ago. Tuesday against Czech, Czech Lefzakia, or Czech Republic, sorry. yeah, he scored a really good uh, wrister from the blue line.
0: But yeah, something to keep an eye on. Uh, But with that being said, we can transition over to the NHL news. And, you know, if we recorded this yesterday, we wouldn't really have that much to talk about. But holy shit, what a trade day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Buffalo Sabres and Montreal Canadiens making some noise on the trade front. The first trade uh, really to cover is Marcos Scandella to Montreal from Buffalo for a 2024th round pick. And I feel like this was kind of something in the making for Buffalo. They've always had a surplus of D-men already since the start of the season. And it's a good trade, I think, for both ends. Buffalo unloaded some salary cap. And Montreal also got a demon they were really looking for because they are weak on the back end. And I think it's a good deal for both teams because – you got, got rid of some salary cap, and you, know, you acquire a draft pick, too, for Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good deal for both teams.
0: But the re- reason why I put this at the top of the trade list is because this affects Montreal, and Mark Bergerman has been scouting the Blackhawks games recently a ton. They've been at several Rockford I- Ice Hogs games. They've been at several Chicago Blackhawks games. And the rumor was that Eric Gustafson was the guy Montreal was targeting. Man, I've vocally, I've been vocal about how much I hate Eric Gustafson and how bad <laughs> I want him gone. This just tears down everything and just ruins my hope of seeing him off the Blackhawks. It, it just, just uh, it, uh, false hope for what was going on. Yeah. But anyways, uh, more Buffalo news on the trade front. Michael leak is going to the Buffalo Sabres for another 2024th round pick from the Calgary player So Buffalo traded a 2024th for Michael for a leak to Calgary. Uh, I, I was kind of <coughs> raving about Michael for a leak last week. I said he was the most underrated player from the Chicago Blackhawks this decade or er, this past last decade now. And yeah, I love this trade. I thought Buffalo is getting a really good top nine forward who could play about anywhere in the lineup, kill penalties, you could even throw him on the power play. He's, he was a 20-goal scorer several times in his career. And Another move for Buffalo. They're very aggressive today, and I, they're shaping something over there. And They could be a team to look out for in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And then, closing out the trade news, Montreal is getting in on some more fun. They trade Mike Riley to Ottawa for forward Andrew Sturz, or Strutz. Sturts Strutz. and a 2021 fifth-round pick. Not gonna, I mean, Mike Riley was—he was an interesting name a few years ago. One of the, he was a top D man coming out of college, and I—I I really don't know about Andrew Strutzer. or. Really, this is one of those trades. I think it was just to clear room for Marco Scandella.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, just a bunch of small trades.
0: Yeah, I mean, they weren't major trades, but they're—they're they're trades that could shape t- that these two teams going
1: forward. I mean, Ottawa yeah.
0: obviously, Ottawa. Obviously, mm. you don't really need to think about because. It's, just, it, it, it's Ottawa.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not the Taylor Hall trade we had a couple weeks ago, but yeah. they're trades.
0: I, yeah, I mean, they're trades. There's something to talk about. We know the bigger trades are going to come near the end of February, but, you know, it's something to tickle our fancy a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. But on a sad – not I shouldn't say sad, <sighs> but if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, this is sad news. They lose yet another key player from their team, Jake Gensel is out for the year with, I believe it said, a shoulder injury. It seems to be a trend in the NHL. And this is just terrible because Gensel has been one of the studs on their team the last few seasons, playing alongside Sidney Crosby, who's also out. So this is just brutal news if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, really sucks. I have a couple good friends that are Penguins fans. And if they're not talking about Crosby or Malcolm, it's Gensel. So really sucks that he's hurt for them but there's got to be something in the water over there or just a bad athletic trainer because <laughs> they're all getting hurt
0: literally i mean what what was at the start of the season they they had Let, they had letang hurt right yeah malkin, <clears throat> malkin crosby uh nick Bustad. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm right about Letang, but I know they. it was Bustad, Malkin, Crosby, Gensel now. And...
1: Um, according to Roto-World Fantasy, Brian Dumoulin, Jake yeah, Gensel, Dumoulin. Justin Schultz, Bjugstad, Crosby. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I know we were kind of talking, last week we were talking about the Blackhawks having these injury problems, but, gee, I mean,
1: the Pittsburgh Three... Penguins. Yeah, three of the five are indefinitely returns, so I'm not sure. One's week to week, and as you said, Gensel's out for the season. So j- just Pittsburgh
0: consistently losing stars this season and somehow managing to still be just dominating the league the way they have been the last few weeks is bananas.
1: Maybe Eisenman wants their coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to pay him a lot of money to leave Pittsburgh. I mean, True. that's a, that's a situation. Uh, do I want to stop coaching Sidney Crosby? Eh, not
1: really but, but you could coach Dylan Larkin with his giant thighs
0: or uh, Alexis or Alexi I, I've been pronouncing his name wrong or Alexi Lafreniere
1: when he goes to the Red
0: Wings question mark
1: <laughs> or if he drafts to the Blackhawks cuz they somehow jump up 30 picks
0: <laughs> make the playoffs and still get a top 3 pick that would be sweet but it's impossible
1: then i would really start to question the nhl <laughs> I mean, like, wait a minute! You uh, get a zero percent chance. I mean,
0: how? Yeah, I know. I, I would. It would be cool. I know it's. I know it kind of makes no sense, but just imagine if like playoff teams were eligible for a lottery pick. Still, like they had the smallest chance, but
1: like a point oh one five.
0: Like, can you imagine the Blackhawks? Like during that dynasty run, they somehow managed a first overall pick during that too
1: that would be freaking crazy.
0: It, it'd be insane. I mean, it would be it'd be something interesting. I know it, it'd be rare, but like just that one rare occurrence in that, like a decade or even twenty years would be
1: something I'd special. Be, I mean, I'm gonna be pissed if Ottawa gets two top five picks
0: with uh, San was yeah. They, they have San Jose's pick. Yeah, that's right from the Eric Carlson trade, and it's it's looking likely because San Jose's been yeah.
1: Really, they if if so, the current standings are Detroit one. New Jersey 2, Ottawa with San Jose's pick at 3, LA 4, Anaheim 5, and Ottawa again at 6. So Ottawa could get two top five picks.
0: And that could lead to a quick turnaround with this draft class. It is oh, it's pretty. And I'm, I'm already looking forward to this draft, and we're, we're not even halfway through this.
1: <laughs> no, um, I'm hoping and praying we get the player we need. And, uh, well, we all know his name.
0: But uh, speaking of draft prospects, let's transition over to the World Juniors because it's a bad day to be an American because they are eliminated from gold medal contention after a loss to Finland today. (sighs)
1: So
0: uh, USA was probably the second. uh, No, they're they're top three favorites. Canada was one, and I know uh, Finland was two. But yeah, it just an ugly loss today to one nothing to Sweden and yeah, another chance at a gold medal is now gone for the Americans. Tough loss. Cole Caulfield had a really weak world juniors, so that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And did Canada end up winning tonight?
1: Um looking now. Dun, dun, dun. Canada was that today? Is it the quarterfinal game? Yes. Yeah, they beat Slovakia six to one.
0: So Canada's still alive and well. I think Canada friend... plays.
1: Canada plays Finland. Sweden plays Russia.
0: I, I hate that Russia's in it. They're, those steroid. That steroid-using country.
1: You mean the IIHF team of hockey players? <laughs> Are they allowed to get away with that? Because I know in the Olympics, they have to be called, like, Olympic athletes, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the World Juniors, they're allowed to, which is absolutely ridiculous, but... Huh.
1: How the hell does that work? Because I know uh, Russia's gotten some serious punishments thrown their way because of this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I know, yeah, during the Olympics, they they weren't really allowed to even associate with Russia. or yeah. they.
1: I think that, they can't do it this year's Olympics either.
0: Which, will it will even matter, though, because the NHL is not in it. Yeah. Uh, but Lafreniere today with a goal, his first game back, so it's good to see him healthy. That injury did look scary when he went down. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Red Wings fans can stay, still have high hopes for this.
1: You know, him and Joe Valeno look pretty good together. All I'm saying.
0: They do, and they would look together for a lot. Look good together for a long, long time.
1: Did you see when Valeno got uh, suspended for one of the games for a headbutt on a Russian player?
0: Yeah, I did. I did, and it
1: uh, that was such I, crap. That,
0: that's your That's your baby, though. You want to see him a little feisty.
1: But really, he got suspended a game for barely touching the guy. Come on.
0: And the Russian player is juiced up, so he probably didn't feel it.
1: Nah, he probably didn't. He got real mad, probably about it, though.
0: But actually, now since we're on World Juniors, I do want to talk about one thing problematic that happened. Uh, Barrett Hayton, the captain of Team Canada, not after they got blown out against Russia, he did not take his helmet off for their national anthem, and I I don't know if you've seen it, David, but I want, what what's your what's your thoughts on
1: this? I mean, why would he not do that? It's a little weird to me.
0: It is, and it's a. I, I'm I'm glad Russian players, you know, didn't like they refused to sh- three of them refused to shake his hand. One, their captain, uh, something off domestic, something uh, something with an ov. I don't even know team, team Russia, but uh, he pointed when, when he was passing Barrett Hayden in the handshake line. He pointed to his head, like his helmet, and got in the got in his face. He went to the referee, complained about not taking the helmet off, and. You know, for Canada being claimed as he's the nicest country and one of the nicest countries in the world and hockey being the founder of hockey, it, it's sad to see your captain not show respect for another country.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's apologized for it. I guess, yeah, he didn't take his helmet off for their national anthem. That's kind of a jerk move. Um. As a leader on this team, I was trying to process the game and evaluate how we can regroup. I was lost in the moment. Come on, man.
0: That's bullshit. Come on. <laughs> That's bullshit. You're you're 19 years old, dude. You're not you're not a child anymore. Take a loss like a man. Move on. It's not like you're eliminated from the tournament. You got your ass kicked by Russia. Suck it up. And you're, you're Team Canada, for God's sake. If, if somebody didn't take off the helmet for the Canadian national anthem, Canadian Twitter world junior twitter would be having a fit and they, I mean, there's there's guys there's like uh, people sticking out for they days.
1: wouldn't though they'd be like okay then have some tim hortons <laughs>
0: no, i know i mean cat but they were there were some <laughs> butthurt canada fans were like yeah russia they were like going against how russia shouldn't be in it with the steroid use which i i, I agree with that part but just talking about how like they don't need to take off. It's not their national anthem. They don't need to take off their helmet. Like oh, co- come it's a, on, it's a sign of respect. I mean, you're all there for the same reason. You're trying to get an NHL job and, and being, especially being the captain. Like if it was some no name guy on Team Canada and you know not even a draft pick, which is it's rare to find because Canada just produces lethal talent, but. I don't know. If you're a captain, you're a leader. you looked at as upon a leader. You're one of the leaders on the World Junior and a top five overall pick in the NHL. You've got to have some yeah.
1: class. Yeah, I mean, come on. Apparently, looking at Canada's hockey team, they once beat Denmark 47 to nothing <laughs> in 1949. <laughs> Jesus. Because so I was just looking up Canada national hockey team and that was one of the first things I saw.
0: Denmark probably took off their helmets, and I mean they were bright crying underneath those helmets, but they took them off.
1: They might have not be wearing helmets. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. Oh
0: yeah, 19, What am I talking about? They wore like uh, tar- pool tarps on their head.
1: Yeah, t-shirts. <laughs>
0: A soaking wet T-shirt.
1: Keeps me cool, eh? <laughs> oh
0: man, but yeah, just lack of respect from Team Canada and Barrett Hayden. I hate to see it
1: yeah i mean uh, come on like if we i, I mean same thing would happen here like americans especially we we respect the national anthem and we probably respect other countries national anthems in that case so if that was the case i would see american fans getting upset at our teammates our players for that
0: absolutely but some more news in the for going to the NHL front. Alex Ovechkin is sitting out the All-Star game once again, so he will be taking a one-game suspension. I think this is for the second season in a row. Ovi <laughs> clearly does not give a shit about the All-Star game. It shows what a joke it is now that it's three-on-three three and whatnot. And yeah, he's like, I'll take my one-game arrest. So Ovi is going to be suspended a game after the All-Star break for the second season in a row. So, uh,
1: I mean, when you have one of your star top caliber players in your league sitting out the All-Star Game more than one year in a row, you can see there's a problem.
0: And I'm glad Obi does stuff like this. Like, he was very vocal about the NHL not being able to participate in the Olympics. And he's doing stuff like this to show that the All-Star Game is kind of a joke now. It's not – like I used to love to turn on the All-Star Game and turn it on and watch the skills competition and just enjoy the whole weekend. And now it's just – I don't know. It kind of sucks. Like, it's not fun. It's – Instead of, it's just six guys on the ice every, every day not trying. So, uh, yeah, not really fun. But going to some more important news and kind of wrapping up our league wide news, the Winter Classic is going to Minnesota in 2021. And the rumors Great are place that for it. it is. It is. I mean, Minnesota, the state of hockey, deserves something like this. Uh, it's. Um, it's just it's a great franchise. It's I mean I know they're in some rough times right now. But it's exciting times in Minnesota for having something like this.
1: Like here's my thing. Um, yes, Detroit is hockey town. That is our moniker. We've had it for years. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, uh, but I think these northern teams with Michigan, uh, the Blackhawks, Minnesota, these are teams where hockey is really loved and respected. Like you have the Minnesota. Wild, you have Minnesota Golden Gophers who are not a bad team. Like, this is where the winter classic games should be, not in freaking Texas or California where the fans don't care as much. No offense to Dallas fans, but Dallas, when people think Dallas, they think the Cowboys. Okay. They think, you know, they think of the Houston Astros who just won a World Series. They don't really think of the Dallas Stars. Minnesota is a hockey place.
0: I mean, yeah I mean Dallas was it like the Dallas stars were originated in Minnesota, so I, yeah. that's just I, I think that's kind of the reason why they tied them into the Winter Classic this year. Mm-hmm. but I mean don't get me wrong, this winter classic was it was a great it was a great game they two really high powered offenses and it was a great turnout you know it looked like nice weather. no snow, which kind of ruins the whole point of Winter Classic. You know, I love watching the game and there's some snow going down.
1: Minus Corey Perry elbowing Ryan Ellis on the head. Yeah.
0: But that was, I mean, that was awesome the walk of shame that he had to do to leave. He had like a mile to get out of the.
1: Yeah, I hate Corey Perry.
0: Oh, he's a piece of
1: shit. I loved, I think it was, I forget what year it was. I was still in college when we opened the season against the Ducks and Datsu got into the fight and just whooped his ass. The dude
0: just got, I mean, Corey Perry has always been, uh, He's been dirty, and he was never remarked as one of the dirtiest players in the league. But that dude just takes cheap shots after cheap shot, and he see like he doesn't seem to get really suspended for anything he does. It's just he kind of gets away with it and he's all scotch free. I mean, maybe he gets a small fine, but I really never, I don't remember any time he's got like a significant suspension for something he's done.
1: Yeah, I mean, he even just said like, "Oh, I didn't mean to hurt him," and blah blah. Like, bull oh, crap! You went in with a stupid hit.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that elbow was just flying out there. It was not a normal position to do. No. But uh, with this rumor, with the Winter Classic going to Minnesota next year, the rumors are either it's going to be Winnipeg, Colorado, and you guessed it, the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, I'm sure Hawks fans are tired of seeing this. I know fans, fans of the NHL are tired of seeing the Blackhawks in the Winter Classic. And I I agree, let's just keep them out, because they get their ass kicked every time they play in one.
1: I actually... (sighs) Looking at the rumor now and just thinking about it, I think it's going to be Colorado. I think Colorado, when they get other players healthy again next year, they're going to be a force again, and I think that'll be the matchup people are going to be looking at. I I think it'll most likely be the Blackhawks, but I'd rather have it be Colorado.
0: I, I agree, because I, Colorado's one of those teams. They're on, I mean, they're past on the rise now. They're a legit contender, and they're they have a great core, great franchise. And they're developing something good over there, and the really the main contributor is though I, the reason why I think it actually might be the Blackhawks too, David, is because of the ratings. Like mm-hmm. the black the Blackhawks drive ratings. They drive TV ratings. Oh,
1: Patrick King gets ratings. Yeah, I mean, Nathan I, Nathan McKinnon's great, but. Patrick Kane, I think, is more recognized than him,
0: and that's what they care about. They care about the American ratings. They know Canadians are going to turn on the Winter Classic, no matter who's in it, and like a team like Winnipeg is not that intriguing. Like nobody's going to want to watch Minnesota, Winnipeg, Colorado. They were having their own TV issue, like watching their own games this year because of TV deal problems. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I mean, they're they're one. Like I said, they're on the they're on the rise, but. It, is it going to drive ratings? And that's what Gary Bettman and the NHL is going to have to decide. Yeah, But, I mean, we already seen an outdoor game between Minnesota and Chicago a few years ago with the stadium series. I'm all right, the Chicago Blackhawks are left out of this one. We'll see. Um, But with that being, I mean, that was really it for the NHL news this week. Now we can transition over to our flashback and flash forward for the end of the 2019 part of the year. So, we'll start with the Red Wings this week. David, you want to take me to the games?
1: All right. So, let me just go back to the schedule of games. When did you guys record again just so I don't talk about games you already talked about?
0: Last week, I believe we recorded on it was th- Thursday or Friday night. Let me check. Okay.
1: So, you wouldn't have talked about the Panthers game.
0: Yes, yeah, we we didn't talk we didn't cover the Panthers
1: Lightning or church. the church. Um, okay. So, the Red Wings continued what they were doing uh, of losing. We played the Panthers, um, where we started off strong. We were up. Um, what was it? So we had. I hate this stupid recap. This is not a recap. This is just showing me the teams. Let me go to my actual phone app. Um, so we lost five to four to the Panthers. We started off the first period uh, being up two to one, and then we ended up. Eventually losing five to four. Let me pull up the goal scorers so I can uh, talk a little bit about them. December. Okay. So Darren Helm scoring the first goal, uh, followed by Dylan Larkin. Uh, second period, we went up three to one with a Franz Nielsen goal, his first of the season. But then it started to fall apart. Where <laughs> soon after the Panthers scored to bring it within one goal. And then they scored two goals within about 10 seconds to take the lead four to three and then went up five to three and eventually Luke Glendinning scoring his fifth of the season to make it look like a close game. But we kind of let it slip away from us. Like we have been doing a lot this season. Um, Our second game was against Tampa. And like Jordan said, we continue our losing ways against Tampa. I can't remember how many in a row we've lost, but we lost uh, two to one. Jonathan Bernier was actually one of the stars of the game. He uh had a lot of saves,
0: <laughs> quite the amount.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find the stats. Uh, there he is. He had 39 sa- or 37 saves. So he was just, you know, a target that night. The def- the defense wasn't really helping him too much. Yeah, Puck Magnet. I mean, a team like t- like Tampa Bay, though,
0: that's a hell of a performance for <laughs> your center.
1: Yeah, to only allow two goals. Yeah. Um, and then to end the year, you know, looking at December, it's a lot of a lot of red L's and a couple W's. We actually end the year with a win against San Jose, who's also a garbage truck on fire this year. <laughs> um, but Tyler Bertuzzi scoring a goal and Philip Hironik scoring a goal. So
0: good end. I mean, as rough as the 2019 has been for the Detroit Red Wings, a, a promising end to a. Horrible 2019 So far for the Wings. Uh Maybe, you know, we see a few more of those Ws, maybe like seven more for the rest of the season for the Red Wings.
1: I would think so. In talking about Bernier again, he also was a star of the game. I think he was the first star with 34 saves. Shout out.
0: So uh, Jonathan Bernier kind of on a heater. He might have a goalie controversy over Detroit.
1: Or we trade him for picks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You could just use one of those. Like uh, you could just call up Scott Darling every night and have him be an emergency goaltender.
1: Ah, uh, where is he now?
0: He's still he's still in the United Center press. Or, back.
1: oh no, crap! Uh, he passed waivers. So I was gonna say we could bring back. Um, what's his face?
0: Oh, that uh, Comrie.
1: Comrie we can bring back Comrie, but he he passed waivers. God dang it! Maybe they'll wave him again.
0: you never know yeah they might call him up just to wave him because that dude just been all over the place already this season
1: yeah i mean i mean i could see us trading bernie to a team that needs another goalie he's not terrible um as we can see he's been doing really well lately um and just bringing up one of our minor league guys or just signing someone as a free agent to finish out the season but i feel like his trade value has gone up these last couple weeks um, and with a team that's rebuilding like we are, any piece we can trade that is not a piece we need to keep, just, you know, throw them away.
0: Everybody is expendable at this point. Majority of the Red Ring roster is expendable. Not everybody.
1: To yeah, there's a lot we can't trade. Yeah,
0: but that should wrap up the Wings flashbacks. We'll just I'll quickly go through the Hawks. I covered the Islanders game last week when it was me and Jordan, so really only two games to talk about with the Blackhawks both wins. They had a three to two win against Columbus on Sunday. Goals coming from Dylan Strom. Eric. I want to trade Gustafson, and and then a shootout victory with Patrick Kane. Just a nasty finish on the backhand. Uh, nice. Just he, he's unreal in the shootout. Just, just he, he he just embarrasses teams. So a nice win for the Blackhawks on Sunday, and then to close out the year, more happy news for. This podcast, both of our teams end with a win. The Blackhawks took a three, a 4 nothing lead to start the game against the Flames. And it got a little interesting going into the third period. But Patrick Kane iced it with one second left on the clock to, for a 5-3 victory. His second goal of the game. So that brings Patrick Kane to 22 goals on the year. So a nice way to close out the season. It got a little sketchy there in the third period. but Or not season. Close out the 2019 year. But uh, yeah, the Hawks might be back because that's <laughs> that's a, that's a three-game win streak, and they won five out of their last seven. So
1: I, I can't wait till next week when you have your bipolar episode. God damn it, the fucking Blackhawks suck! again.
0: This is just a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. I'm in a glass case of emotion.
1: Literally two year. weeks ago, you were like, "Fire this guy, fire that guy, fire everyone." <laughs> now you're like, "We're back." <laughs>
0: You know, that's I mean, just the story of my life. I do it with the Bears, the Cubs, and, and...
1: I do have to question your mental state because your Twitter is literally Mitch Trubisky MVP twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I might be in concussion <laughs> protocol, but uh, uh, it's you know uh... just, I I can't decide what the Hawks are, and I hate it, but I love it. Like just, they just keep dragging me back in. Is it the second I want to be done? They're like, Oh no, you ain't going nowhere. Come on back in for this ride. So uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at today. So the Blackhawks are back. Just to clarify, <laughs> uh, we'll go with. What? Oh, sorry,
1: our flash forward has yeah. a similarity coming up. Uh, it does. Oh uh, man, we'll,
0: we'll do. Well, I'll I'll go through the Blackhawks flash forward since we just finished with them.
1: Or we do. What? Well, when's your guys' next games? First we play tonight.
0: All. We play tonight against Vancouver. Play
1: tonight and then when?
0: Uh, Sunday against okay. uh a so How team. you do?
1: How about you do tonight? Then I do tomorrow, and then we talk about the next game together. Let's do it. All right. So you go tonight.
0: All right. Tonight, the Blackhawks draw the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver to close out a West Coast two-game West Coast road trip. A three-game road trip in general. They take on the Vancouver Canucks, who have been one of those teams that either look great or just look absolutely terrible. And I think the Blackhawks come away with this win. They are really overcoming adversity with some, some of these key injuries that they lost. I don't know how they're doing it. Patrick Kane continues just to be a point. Just He just produces points no matter what situation. He'll do it all. And I think it's another Patrick Kane night. I think we can see maybe two or three points from Kaner and leading the Blackhawks to a win tonight.
1: Why don't you take us through Friday? So tomorrow, Detroit is at the Dallas Stars. I mean, I'd like to see us continue trending with two wins in a row, but I really don't trust this team to do that lately. So I'm projecting a loss.
0: And, you know, it's hard to get a win streak in the NHL. It's even harder if you're the Detroit Red Wings this season. So I'm going to say a loss. (laughs) Yeah. And that brings us to Sunday.
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> you
0: know, one of the things we're looking forward to with this podcast is these two historic franchises, <laughs> two teams that we love dearly. And, you know, when they, obviously there's two games on the schedule each year between these teams now. Sadly, only two. But Sunday, the Detroit Red Wings come to Chicago. Wings win. <laughs> yeah, okay, get the fuck out of here. Hawks win this one, and it's. Not- because I will be in attendance cheering on the Chicago Blackhawks, three three rows off the glass. I will be getting in everybody's ass. If Jeremy Carlton's not getting the Blackhawks, I will be there. I'll be I will hop on the ice and motivate the fuck out of this team.
1: Just watch freaking Bernier have a shutout and Tyler Rattuzzi scoring a goal off his ass.
0: I would puke. I would puke. <laughs>
1: And then Chris Chelios is sitting in the row, just having his son feeding him beers. Like I'm not even playing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just watching. I retired years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chelios is in the press box. Yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm still the best. I'm still one of the best defensemen to ever play for both of these franchises.
1: God damn, yeah, that's right.
0: But yeah, I mean, this is something we've really been looking forward to. <laughs> uh, you know, the whole reason why we do this podcast is for Chicago and York coverage. Sunday is going to be an interesting one. It's a fun. Next week's recap is going to be fun. I'm sure there'll be a lot of words thrown at each other. (laughs) Um, But, you know, me and Jordan will actually be in attendance for this game. We're working on finding a way to go to, like, sit by each other. But, uh, yeah, so it's Chicago-Detroit week. So uh, buckle up because this podcast is going to get interesting uh, next week.
1: Hell yeah. All right. And then, then I think we'll probably be the next team to play. We play Tuesday. When do you play next?
0: We play Tuesday as well.
1: Okay. Um. So Tuesday we play Montreal. Um. You know, after the amazing win we'll have against Chicago, I think Montreal tops us.
0: I'm going to say Montreal tops you guys as well. Uh, we take on Calgary Tuesday at home this time. Uh, Goddamn it, I'm, I'm optimistic with Nick this week. <laughs> Blackhawks beat Calgary. There you go. And then to close out the Hawks week, we also played Thursday. So we got four games to cover this or to preview this week. Nashville has been subpar. They've not met expectations this season. Their special teams units are terrible. Their power play unit is abysmal. The 27th in the league with the studs they have. That's gross. And (laughs) I. Oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. Hawks are 4-0 this week.
1: Fuck. We'll see how that stands.
0: Do you guys have a game Thursday, or is that it for
1: you? No, our next game is Friday against Ottawa.
0: So that will be next week's pre- preview. Yep. Uh, David, who's your player of the week, though?
1: Ooh, Player of the week. I'm going to go with Bernier. I think Bernier has been playing really well. Um, even in the losses we've had, um, I'll give it to Bernier. Why not?
0: No, I, I, and I. And there's nothing to bash on too, because I mean, burnage is just—he's looked phenomenal. He's like you said, he had a great game <laughs> against Tampa Bay and a shutout against the Sharks, even though the Sharks are a bad team. But still, uh, it's it's something.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean. That's a lot of saves to make, especially against those highly offensive power teams. It reminds me of uh, when Team USA in soccer and uh, the World Cup played Belgium, and Tim Howard had like 16 saves, and we still lost to Belgium. He still played like amazingly, and that's what Bernie is doing. Like even in a losing effort, he's making 30 plus saves.
0: Yeah, nothing to fault your goalie there. I know we talked about that already, but yeah, he's been great. and... I know he's the reason why the Red Wings have looked competent, mm-hmm. but uh, my play of the week—I'm tired of saying I—I I said Patrick Kane so many times already. I gotta change it up. It's so easy to just to throw his name out there. I'm gonna go with a guy that stepped up in a time that we need. I'm going with Oli Mata. He—he's got on the score sheet. Like I said, against Calgary, he had an assist in that game. I believe he had one against Columbus as well. With the Blackhawks' loss to the Decor, that losing Seabrook and DeHaan. We needed someone to step up. It's good to see Ole Modest producing some points. Uh, he was kind of a, more of a stay-at-home defensive, but you know we need some. We need pr- point production out the back end and let's step up. I'm shocked to say that name because I actually <laughs> was not a fan of him all, so far this season. But you know, I'm glad to. I'm glad he's out there for me. But that really wraps up our weekly recap and flash forward, flash back. This brings us to our topic part of the episode where we answer fan mail uh cast questions or we just pick a topic so i have no access to our emails or i do have access to our twitter but no questions from it so david came up with a good topic this week it's what do we want to see from our teams this decade david you it was your idea so why don't you start
1: Okay, um. so I mean I could obviously say I want the Wings to win a Stanley Cup every year, which is a crazy goal to have, but my dream for this decade is for Iserman to build this team into a cup contending team, bring back the Red Wings, you know, dynasty that we used to be, everyone hated us, um, I would like us to, to win at least one cup this decade, maybe two. Um, my real dream with that is, you know, the Red Wings won their first cup at my lifetime when I was alive, uh, 96, 97. So I was Jesus eight or nine years old. Watching that on TV was probably one of the highlights. My best highlights I've ever had. I remember like jumping up and down, screaming and screaming like, oh my God, we're champions. We did it. We did it. We did it. And immediately going outside, strapping on my rollerblades, grabbing my <laughs> my Mario Lemieux hockey stick that my dad bought me. Cause that was the one that he found at the store <laughs> and uh <laughs> just drilling balls into my garbage can pressed up against the garage door, just reenacting, you know, Fedorov or Shanahan or Iserman. And like, that was my moment. And I want that to happen with my son. Cause he's a year and a half and this decade he'll be, you know, 10, 11 years old at the end of it. So I'd love for him to be like, you know, my eight or nine years old watching it on TV, watching the clock tick down and their wings, throwing their helmets and their sticks and their gloves in the air and hugging and celebrating behind the goal. So that's my big dream.
0: Yeah. And I think that's actually like, it goes with your team, but it also goes with your personal life too. I mean, it's what makes us as sports fans. I kind of relate to that as a Blackhawks fan, which is why I see it as your, as your, ring for this decade just because in 2010 I was 13 years old when the Blackhawks won it and like we said before Chicago hockey wasn't really a thing before like oh I mean I really started following 06 07 when I really understood hockey like I finally understood hockey and it's one of those things that shapes you into the fan that you are watching your team win it, it draws you in and 2010 was one of the best moments of my life so to see, like, you for your son to go through the same thing that you did, but it's a great choice to have just to tie in your uh, professional sports team and your personal life.
1: Yeah, I mean, my dreams for him is to be a huge Star Wars fan like me and be a huge sports fan like me. If those things happen, I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame he's really, I mean, I know Star Wars, he won't see that. I mean, he will see it, but not just the hype that it was in.
1: Oh, of course not, not until they make <laughs> another trilogy down the road because they will. Disney's not going to give up that franchise, uh, they'd be
0: stupid to. It's just a money maker.
1: I mean, they bought it from George Lucas for like four billion and they already made that money back like two years ago.
0: <laughs> I mean, Disney could film a Star Wars, uh, fuck, I, right? Uh, save Luke Skywalker. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but save you came back from the dead. I haven't seen a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> but they could just film two hours of Luke Skywalker taking a shit, and they will sell tickets <laughs> off the ass.
1: <laughs> Luke Skywalker just drinking giant alien titty milk.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> Star Wars is one of those cash cows that, like, <laughs> literally, you could produce anything out of Star Wars. People will talk shit about it, but they'll still go see it. Oh, of course. <laughs> just the name. This is a brand name, Star Wars. But
1: so, what's your dream for this decade for the Blackhawks?
0: All right, for the Blackhawks, it's easy for me to say history repeats itself, but it's an unrealistic goal. I mean, a dynasty is hard to come by. Three Stanley Cups in five <sighs> years is damn near impossible. It's crazy, yeah. It, it's, it, so I can't really wish for something like I'm going to change it up instead of like, obviously I want the Blackhawks to be Stanley Cup perennial contenders for the rest of my life, but that's not, it's just hard, hard-ass to have. Oh, it is. So I'm gonna go with for them to not give up on first round picks so quickly. With the recent drafts the Hawks have, they've had they've selected in the lottery twice, and they've had four first round picks in the last three years. I don't want to, like the Blackhawks have a history of trading these guys like Tebu Terav, Philip DeNol, uh, Henry Yokoharu, Nick Schmaltz. It was logical, but. They draft these guys to develop to be big pieces of their core for many years to come, and they—it just seems like they give up on them so quick. Mm-hmm. With the with the recent draft class that we've had, I don't want to see the Hawks give up on them that quick. I mean, they like guys like Kirby Docks showed great signs of promise. Adam just looks like he's going to be a future stud in the NHL. They got guys like Nicholas Modan who could develop into something. I don't want to see like I'm tired of watching these guys turn into studs on other teams and what the what the Blackhawks could have been like if they kept all these draft picks that they had, they could be they could be a stud team and these are trades that they didn't have to hope that Stan Bowman, if he's the GM, has patience and lets these guys develop and blossom and you know let them win on the Hawks. Stop giving these stud players to other teams <laughs> to
1: win. That's a reasonable <laughs> hope. And dream, but it's such a
0: it's such a hard hope to have because it I mean, it's just our history. The Blackhawks have yet to keep, besides Bokos and Doc, they've yet to keep a recent first round pick on the past three seasons. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh let's just hope that you know Stan or Chris Chelios, when he's eventually the GM, sees the studs that these guys are gonna be and lets them win on does, the Blackhawks. Does Chelios work for your organization? He's an ambassador. Okay, because he left Detroit's ambassadorship and came to Chicago, and I—that I mean there was rumors that he was the next GM in waiting, kind of like, kind of like what Iserman did. I mean, I know he was just straight to GM, but I think this is what the Blackhawks want Chelios to be—is like bring him into the organization, get him familiar with the front office, the team, and the ownership, and yeah. So I, but I, I'm I'm hoping GM because. Stan fucks up one more offseason then get him out of here.
1: There you go. That'd be crazy to see you guys have him, the Red Wings have Iserman with Draper and Cleary right behind him working for him. Like all these great players of the past controlling the teams of the future.
0: And it's just it's just shows a change in uh, uh passing of the torch. That's the word I'm looking for, or the there phrase. You go. Yeah, I got to it. You know, it's it's Thursday. It's been a <laughs> long, long holiday, uh, I had... but I think that might be it today. I mean, is there, am I missing anything, David?
1: I don't think so. I think we got everything, and we talked a really good topic at the end.
0: Yeah, it was. It was nice. Uh, I liked your idea. I mean, you know, it's a new decade. Let's look forward to many good things to come, and it looks like things are on the brighter side for both of our organizations in the future.
1: Yeah, and if you uh, are Red Wings fans, Blackhawks fans, or whatever team fans you are out there, if you want to tweet us what your hopes and dreams are for your team this decade, let us know.
0: Yes, tweet us at at StickBladePod. We would love to. We will throw a retweet out there. Uh, We love to see what your guys' hopes and dreams are. So, with that being said, I would like to thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, Me and David grinded it out here again on another Thursday night. We just. We don't get tired of this. We do this for a passion. We, it's not something we make money from. We enjoy talking about the teams we love. Uh, we are by the fans for the fans. So if you're listening to this, you probably listen to this on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. So while you're listening, pause it right now. Like You don't have to hear my voice for like two
1: seconds. Pause it. Okay. Pull your car over into the median.
0: Yes, yes. If you're listening to Right in the this, median, on...
1: not the side yeah. of the road, the median.
0: Yeah, the median. Don't crash in that... Uh... That, yeah, that little metal medium. Do not crash into it, but pause it, like, subscribe, five star review, whatever the currency is, and what you're listening to. We, you know, Apple Podcasts. It they drive off reviews. They this would boost us up. It'll get more listeners, which we want to do because the listeners could chance to produce more content. Our goals are to get interviews for, do more funny shit, like get our become credible that's maybe a long-term goal but we want to do that so give us a five-star review like us whatever you want to do if you want to contact us for fan mail we are we are thirsty for fan mail guys i mean we've drank a lot of beers this holiday season but now so give us that you can contest, contact us at our email at stickblade or stickblade podcast at gmail.com we'll answer any mail you have we all post in reddit so if you see us in reddit throw a question in there all right like i said our twitter is at StickbladePod. pod you can ask us questions on there we will do our best and that's really hit the wrap for this uh that's for the wrap for this so thank you for listening to me and david again happy new year to you guys and it's red rival week baby go hawks
1: and i'm barbara walters and this is 2020